You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Friends, welcome to episode 46 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today we are going to be covering pretty much everything I know about growing strawberries because it is the very start of strawberry growing season. And maybe you have purchased new strawberry plants and you've already dug them into your garden or maybe they are something that you are planning to put in your garden here in the next few weeks. Either way, this episode is going to be a really good one um, for those of you who are planning to do either one of those things. But first, a word from our sponsor. Strawberries are one of my favorite fruit to grow. If you've ever bought berries at the grocery store, you know that they are wildly expensive, which is one reason why they're one of my favorite fruit to grow. But another reason is they are one of the earliest ripening things in the garden. And it just makes me so happy to uncover my strawberry bed, watch the plants come back to life, and watch the flowers come out and eventually turn into berries. It's just something that makes me so, so happy. And they're incredibly easy to grow. They're incredibly determined to grow. So if you are on the fence about trying to grow strawberries, you know, for the first time, I would say go ahead and go for it. Use the advice that you're going to hear in this episode to kind of help you be a little bit more informed in your strawberry growing adventure and you're going to be just fine I promise and you're going to have berries to show for it. The first thing I want to talk about is the kinds of strawberries. So in general there are two different kinds of strawberry plants. There are June bearing strawberries and then there are ever bearing strawberries. So in my mind, there are there are two big differences between these two different kinds of strawberries. One is when they produce. June-bearing strawberries, like their name implies, produce their berries to ripen all at once in June. Ever-bearing strawberries produce two different crops. They produce an early summer crop, so like probably around June, and then they produce an early fall crop, like let's say late August, early September. So one isn't really necessarily any better than the other. Honestly, you probably get about the same number of berries between one and the next because that ever-bearing crop, it's going to be a small crop in spring and then a small crop in the fall. June-bearing, it's going to be one big crop all at once. So it's really kind of just depends on like when you want to time your berries. But The next big difference between those two different types is sort of the fertilization schedule that you're going to want to use. Strawberries, primarily like all plants, they need nitrogen. And you don't want to fertilize the June-bearing strawberries in the spring. So if we think about June-bearing strawberries, they have had all year to sort of store up energy in their roots for that next June's crop. 
So if we fertilize them in the early spring, they're actually going to have too much fertilizer, too much energy, and the berries will be kind of mushy and they'll get overripe and they'll rot a lot faster. So you want to make sure that if you are fertilizing your June bearing strawberry plants, that you fertilize them in fall after they have already like done their thing for the year as far as setting out berries. For the ever-bearing strawberry plants, you can go ahead and you can fertilize those in spring because they put out a crop of strawberries in fall. So actually their energy supply is going to be a little bit depleted and fertilizing them in spring isn't going to hurt them. It's actually going to help them. So those are the two huge differences between June-bearing and ever-bearing strawberry plants. But other than that, they're pretty much kind of the same. They act the same, especially in terms of how they reproduce. So strawberries reproduce in a really kind of a cool way, but it's kind of a way that's also a huge pain in the butt, depending on how you look at it. What strawberries do is after they set out their berries, and forever bearing plants that set out two sets of berries in a year, this happens after their spring or early summer, their first set of berries. Both plants send out what's called runners, and it's this really long vine with, I think there's like three leaves on it, and it'll, it'll be like a foot or so long, and if you pick it up and you turn it over, you see like the tiny little nubs of roots on the underside. There's a little root node. And if you were to leave it in place, those roots would continue to develop and eventually the end of that runner would become entirely self-sufficient. And at that point, it would be known as a daughter plant. So we have a mother strawberry plant that sends out a runner, that runner's roots develop, and it becomes a daughter plant. And at that point, you can cut the runner off between them that's acted kind of like an umbilical cord, and it's kept the daughter plant alive until its roots have developed. Now, daughter plants can get a little, well, a lot out of control. Strawberries can spread very, very aggressively if you don't proactively manage the daughter plants. So I'm going to talk about, you know, how to plant your strawberries here later in this episode. But I, I do want you to know that it is something that you should think about before you plant them. We're going to talk about planting first. So transplanting strawberries is really easy. They are honestly really determined to grow. Just use the container that they came in as a guide for how big to dig the transplant hole. You're going to want to dig the transplant hole slightly deeper than they were buried, about a half an inch deeper, just kind of like you would with most plants that you would transplant, honestly, just to give them a little bit more support. They're really pretty hardy plants. I would say don't pull them out by the stems or the leaves. This can actually damage the seedling. Instead, turn the container upside down. You can gently squeeze the sides and tap the bottom until the whole kind of root ball with the soil sort of falls out of the container. If they came planted more than one seedling to a pot, that's okay. It's okay to separate them. Like I said, they're hardy and they will survive. Just be as gentle as you can separating out the roots between the two and then place the seedlings in their hole and backfill. 
So there's two different ways that you can grow strawberries. You can grow strawberries in containers, and obviously you can grow strawberries kind of like in the ground, in a raised bed in the garden. A lot of people choose to grow strawberries in containers because they spread so aggressively. And there are a lot of different types of containers that you can use. So you can use a hanging basket. You've probably seen these at garden centers. It's actually really pretty. The strawberries kind of like drape over the side and look like little ornaments. And you kind of just pick them off and, and nibble on them as they're ready. You can also use strawberry pots. If you've never seen one, usually they're made out of terracotta, but then they have holes all over them. And that is where the leaves and the vines, the blossoms that turn into the berries are meant to come out. And the rest of the pot is kind of filled with dirt. You can also use a raised trough. I've actually seen some really cool stuff, people using like sections of guttering or PVC pipes cut in half and then set on some sort of stand and filled with soil and then the strawberry plants are planted in there. And just like with the hanging baskets, the berries kind of like hang over, dangle over the side. It's really cool. There are some challenges to growing strawberries in containers though. So first of all, containers, they can get crowded. And for that reason, you'll wanna not let your strawberries run. So just a minute ago, when I talked about how strawberry plants reproduce, you are going to want to cut off every runner that your plant sets out. This is going to help keep the plant, you know, more vigorous because every runner actually requires energy from the mother plant to produce and to sustain until it becomes, you know, self-sustaining. So by cutting it off, you're keeping all of that energy with the mother plant for it to produce berries next year or just the next berry production cycle that it has if it's an ever-bearing plant. The next thing people struggle with when growing strawberries in containers is containers do have a tendency to dry out and every berry plant needs a lot of water to produce those plump juicy berries. So we need to make sure they have a lot of water but unfortunately containers have a tendency to dry out a lot faster. So make sure that you keep those containers someplace that you're going to see them often so that you can remember to water your strawberries. Also, don't let your strawberries go hungry. Strawberries need nitrogen, just like every other plant needs nitrogen. And unlike a strawberry that's growing in the garden where maybe we're digging in compost or composted manure, or there's just, you know, other soil around it that the roots can kind of grow out into and find more nutrients, the amount of nutrients in a container is limited, right? And a lot of gardeners, myself included, sometimes forget to fertilize or replenish the nutrients in a container. So make sure that you are fertilizing your strawberries in their containers every year if that's how you're choosing to grow them. And then finally, do not leave potted strawberries outside for the winter. So while you can overwinter strawberries if they're left in the ground, it's not advisable for you to leave your potted strawberries out because containers get far too cold. They were freeze solid. Keep them someplace instead like an unfinished basement or the garage. They're, they're going to survive that way. So growing strawberries in the garden is going to be a little bit different. You're going to want to think about 
how to organize your plants, as silly as that might sound. Um, And one of the big things, if you're going to have a large sort of berry patch, especially when you're planting new plants, is you're going to have to figure out what your goal is in the first year. I sent this tip out in my newsletter that went out a few weeks ago, which if you don't get my biweekly newsletter, feel free to go to beandbasil.com. There's a sign-up form at the very top of the homepage there. Um, I send it out every other week with kind of a roundup of the latest posts, but then there's also a a, just a special tip that's nowhere else in, in any of my stuff that I like to think of as just like an added bonus for people who who get my newsletter. But that latest tip was about how with strawberry plants, with your first year plants, if your goal is strawberries this year and you don't really care how many there are you just want berries go ahead and let them blossom you know whether they're a new daughter plant that you know you grew from a mother plant or whether they are a seedling that you just transplanted from the garden center go ahead and let those blossoms turn into fruit if you are wanting to get the biggest berry crops possible then you're going to want to pick the flowers off just pinch them off with your thumb and forefinger nail so the reason why you want to do that with first year plants if your goal is to have the biggest berry crop possible in the coming year is because by not allowing the plant to produce berries you encourage the plant to focus its energy and its effort on developing a big, strong root system. And berry plants with big, strong root systems are able to produce a lot more berries at once. So I would say if you don't really care about the volume that each plant is able to provide, go ahead and let it fruit in the first year. But if you are trying to create a big, bountiful harvest um, as much as possible in the shortest time as possible you should be picking off every single blossom of each of those first year plants once they're more than a year old let them go nuts and a lot of times you can tell in the garden you can tell the difference between a mother plant and a daughter plant because the daughter plant will only put out about two or three blossoms whereas a mother plant will have like, I have ones out there in the garden right now that are trying to do like nine or 10, you know, berries all at once. They have some really, really good roots and I'm really, really excited about it. So let's talk a little bit about organizing your strawberry patch. I organize my strawberry patch and there is a picture of this in the sister post for this episode, which you can find the link to as always in the show notes. But if I try to describe it and it gets really confusing, just know that you can find that picture online. So my beds are four feet wide and rows of strawberry plants should never be planted any less than 18 inches apart because they need room to let those runners kind of transplant. So typically what I do in that four foot wide bed is I have a column of strawberry plants all the way to the left. I have a column of strawberry plants about 18 to 24 inches over to the right in the middle. And then I have a third column, another 18 to 24 inches 
further over to the right, all the way in the right on the right edge of the raised bed. And what that column setup allows me to do, which by the way, each of the plants in those columns, they're actually planted pretty close together. That doesn't really matter. Mine are practically planted right on top of one another. There's maybe like an inch or two inches of space in between them. What matters is the space that you're leaving between the columns or between the rows. So by leaving those sort of open patches, those open rows of dirt in between the columns, that is where you're going to let your runners go. So my column over to the left, I'm only going to let it send runners out to the right into that empty kind of column of dirt. My column of strawberry plants all the way over on the right, I'm only going to let it send runners over to the left into that empty column of dirt. And then my column that's in the middle, I will let it send runners both over to the left and over to the right because it has that open row of dirt on either side of it. So the columns to the left, if it tries to send out runners to the left or up above or down below, I cut those runners off. I only let it send out runners to the right. The column to the right, same thing. If it tries to send out runners to the right, up or down, I cut those runners off and I only let it you know, run over to the left. The ones in the middle, I do let it run out over to the left and the right, both, but I don't let it send out runners up or down because otherwise it would interfere with the strawberry plants that are planted on either side of it. So if, like I said, that all sounds really confusing, I have a picture of it. it right now, it doesn't have any you know, runners sent out. I will try to update that, send out an update picture, maybe posting it on Instagram later in the season. But I did a major renovation of my strawberry bed this season after I uncovered it from the winter. So it's in really good shape right now to kind of show you how it's organized. That comment about overwintering reminds me, like I said, you can overwinter strawberries grown in the ground outside, but you need to make sure that you are covering them very, very well. So once temperatures fall below freezing, strawberry plants go dormant, kind of like the grass in your yard and deciduous trees. They send all of their energy down into their root crowns underground but we wanna make sure that we're keeping those root crowns alive. So what we do in garden grown strawberries that we can't like, you know, move into the garage or down into our basement is pile a whole bunch of mulch on top of the strawberries. I like to use straw. And in fact, when I was thinking about this a couple of years ago, I kind of started to wonder if this is why they're called strawberries because straw tends to be the sort of preferred mulch for overwintering strawberries because they it has hollow stalks that have like an insulating effect and they don't they aren't as bad about matting together like dead leaves and stuff like that. I have made the mistake of mulching my strawberry patch with dead leaves before. It's not great. The dead leaves get soggy, they kind of mat together in this like giant clump of ice and leaves and it's not good it actually wiped out several of my daughter plants that year and I was pretty bummed out about it so I would say make sure that you're using 
probably straw to mulch your strawberries. And then you leave it on those strawberries until temperatures start to get pretty reliably above freezing, like up into the upper 40s and lower 50s. For me, this is mid to late April. And I will say that if things have started to warm up and a freak frost comes through, it's not going to kill your strawberry plants. Strawberries, again, they're very hardy. They can take a frost or two. But what will happen is any blossoms that were in development at that point, you're going to see they open up. And instead of the middle of them being yellow, that blossom will be black. And that means that that is not going to turn into a strawberry. It is dead, unfortunately. The blossoms that come along later, you know, hopefully they weren't far enough along in development that that they died as well. I'll be posting a picture of that as well in the sister post for this episode so you can see what that looks like. It's a big bummer, but um, it happens. So make sure that you're not uncovering your strawberries too soon and that you're waiting until things have like definitely warmed up a decent amount. When it comes to pests, you know what? I have not seen a single insect problem when it comes to strawberries or blueberries or raspberries. My biggest pest problem when it comes to berries are birds and rodents. So mice rabbits, chipmunks, squirrels, and then any type of bird. They love sweet little strawberries and they'll wait. They will wait, those little buggers, they will wait until the berries are just ripe before picking them off and eating half of them. I cannot tell you how many evenings I have gone out to the garden and like, ooh, that strawberry needs one more day. And then I come home from work the next day and it's gone. It's either gone or it has a bunch of little nibbles taken out of it by a little, some little, you know, rodent. <laughs> Super frustrating. So what do you do? What do you do to stop that? Put netting over it. Put netting over your berry bed or use cloches. So a thing that I like to do is I like to make cloches out of empty gallon-sized milk jugs. I cut the bottom off. I think I've mentioned this before. Leave the cap off so that the warm air that builds up inside during the day can escape through the top and it doesn't sort of like bake your strawberry plant to death. Um, You can also use a summer weight garden fabric. So a summer weight garden fabric is going to be light enough that it lets in sunlight, it lets in moisture, but it keeps out the birds and the beasties. Another thing that you can do is you can plant alliums and strong smelling herbs in amongst your strawberries. So you can plant garlic in with your strawberries. You can plant onions. You can plant strong smelling herbs or even flowers that that rodents and things don't like, like nasturtiums. Nasturtiums are, are said to deter rabbits, mice, chipmunks. I don't know why because they're perfectly lovely flowers, but they they tend to not like it. Catnip also is said to keep mice away. Trust me, the onions and the mint and the garlic, it's not going to impact the the taste of the strawberries. That's that's not how plants work. So, don't worry about it. It's not going to impact the taste of your strawberries. I will say that strawberry plants only tend to live 
and and reliably produce for about five years, four or five years, whether you're growing them in the ground, in your garden, or if you're growing them in containers. After about that many years, you'll start to notice that the berry production for the plant starts to decline. And when that is the case, you're going to want to go ahead and just pull that berry plant out. It shouldn't be a problem because like I said, strawberry plants are constantly sending out runners every season. So you should have a whole bunch of you know baby strawberry plants waiting in the wings to take that old strawberry plants place and then finally this to me is a little bit of a no-brainer but i'm going to throw it in there anyway is when to harvest make sure that you harvest your berries when they're completely red if you have ever gotten like a container of berries at the grocery store and you've gotten that berry that's kind of like not all the way red or it's a very pale red and it's kind of like hard you know that can, they can be kind of tart and sour and just not all that fun to eat there is nothing better than a perfectly ripe strawberry but do not wait once it is completely red do not wait go ahead and pick it even if there's only one of them, because a ripe strawberry will start to shrivel, will start to rot within, I swear, it seems to me like a day. The hot sun tends to just like bake down on it. And it doesn't really care about, you know, staying edible as long as possible. It cares about its seeds going into the dirt to become the next generation of strawberry plants. So make sure that you harvest the strawberries as soon as they are completely red. That is it. That is everything I know about growing strawberries. If you have any questions, make sure to follow me on Instagram. And the next time I post something about strawberries, you can ask me your question or you can send me a direct message either there on Instagram or Facebook. I'm happy to accept questions that way. Next time, I am going to be talking about pepper growing tips, and that's going to be chili peppers, sweet peppers, bell peppers, all the different kinds of peppers. I have had my share of struggles when it comes to growing peppers. So if you're in the same boat or if you have been in the same boat, yay, you're not alone. I'm going to tell you what you can do to kind of help your odds of success when it comes to growing peppers in the next episode. But until then, thank you so very much for listening and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.